da 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 here's Matt. Da 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 there's Bert. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Hope something sticks. Blah blah blah. Hello again. Welcome to Hope Something Sticks. I'm Bert. I'm Matt, that guy who sings horribly. <laughs> and today we're gonna be going over uh, Game of Thrones episode three titled Lord Snow. Oh yeah. So Johnny yeah. Boy's new nickname. Mm hmm And uh, so we're going to go in a format that's kind of just, uh, we'll go through, we'll do it by location. So we'll go through the King's Landing storyline first, then the Winterfell storyline, the the Wall storyline, Castle Black, and then finally the Dothraki Sea storyline. So heading it up we got Ned coming into King's Landing so the whole uh, what do you call it the retine uh, makes it to King's Landing that would be a retinue retinue thank you retine would be those things in my eyes that are slowly getting worse it's retina whatever the one kind of so there's a couple weird things to start off here first you notice uh, a lot of palm trees just around in King's Landing when uh, Ned comes in. And you kind of, I mean, it's, the, uh, the show's filmed in, uh, whatchamacallit? Ireland? No, not there. Um, in King's Landing, they film in uh, Croatia. Hmm. And so, you know, it's just different from uh, from the UK. But uh, I don't know, it just feels like out of place uh, there, even even if it's like thematically it works. And I think they kind of, they go away from that a bit. Like later on, like in the seasons, you don't see palm trees in King's Landing like after like yeah, this. It episode. definitely becomes, it definitely becomes more of a, Dornish type of thing seeing as how that's much yeah. further south and I think they were trying th they probably steered too close to the uh, this is Spain thing yeah like Dorn is supposed to be Spain King's Landing is supposed to be Marseille <laughs> <laughs> and then the north is supposed to be the United Kingdom mm. so yeah, kinda, tropical yeah, kinda, not kinda, you know, hot but not tropical. It's supposed to be King's Landing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like Georgia. Mm hmm And uh, you kind of open things up with, uh, <laughs> like, Ned just not having time for the uh, King's Landing snootiness. Yeah, It's like, right. uh, they said, well, the, the small council's ready for you. It's like, all right. Would you like to uh, go into more appropriate clothing? <laughs> then just fucking, he just stares at him. Dead silence, mm -hmm. and he's breathing mm -hmm. through. He's clearly breathing through his mouth here. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, you, you look great. Real, <laughs> real nice. Yeah, they just look grubby. Uh, and uh, and yeah, as they're kind of walking through, you see like just people checking them out. It's like. All these people with their penis helmets doing here. You guys are wearing way too much leather for how hot it is out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they didn't bring a change of clothes apparently. Nah, so. Yeah, it's, yeah, and then you see them in later scenes anyway, and they didn't change at all. <laughs> no, they just they just stick yeah. with that. I, I get that. That's the only. They don't have any like summer clothes. That stuff must <laughs> stink like motherfucker. Oh. God. Yeah. Ripe. Yeah. King's Landing is ripe. Ripe with the stench of Northmen. And these guys are, these guys are loaded. They have yeah, money. Really. To, they, they have the money to wash. They still don't. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. All right then. So, so as Ned's walking to the, the small council chamber. Which is like, yeah, you know, basically the uh, the cabinet 
you know, that's the equivalent for you know, the United States government. It's, you know, the Department of Education, Agriculture, Defense, whatever. Uh, that's basically what the small council is. They're just appointed by the king and they kind of take care of whatever they're supposed to take care of. So anyway, along the way, for some, he passes by the throne room where he sees Jamie Lannister. That seems to be the main hallway. And- <laughs> People are always going from one place to another through that room. Off, yeah, to, it's kind off of, and to the left. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Great opening shot, though. <laughs> I, love I love it. Yeah. And, um, and Jamie, Jamie and Ned have this back and forth, basically kind of expositing exposition about how uh, Ned's dad and his brother died uh, and how Jamie eventually killed the king that he was uh, sworn to protect as a king's guard and uh, at, so my wife uh, Sharon she uh, wanted everyone to know that she thinks that Ned is a tool mm. and and is being unnecessarily uh, dickish to Jamie here but I don't know I mean from, from Ned's perspective you know Jamie killed the king just he was he killed the king while the the city was under siege and they were like definitely going to lose at that point right yeah and he served, so he figured Jamie he yeah served, he figured like, Jamie was Jamie saved. just yeah they figured Jamie just saved his own skin uh, and that's why I did it you, you later learn that's not why he did it uh, he actually uh, saved the entire city by killing King Ares uh, right right but uh but Ned doesn't know that because Jamie doesn't tell anyone about it. Yeah, you gotta wait seasons upon seasons for that information. Yeah, like two more. Um, oh, really? So I thought, it was, I thought it was much later. I think it's season three. I think that's. I think season three is when Brienne and uh, Jamie are kind of going on their little journey from. Uh, from the Riverlands to King's Landing. Yeah, right. That's. I thought it was much later. No, I, th- I think it's like around the middle of season three. I'm remembering the, the hot tub scene between those two. Yeah, that, that that's why they that's what they were doing. They were and traveling happened. south to King's Landing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thought that, was, thought that was later. So back on topic. So. So yeah, you kind of see the animosity between Ned and Jamie. So then you got the small council meeting, and here's kind of where a lot is kind of being said, like in the book, in this first meeting. They don't really go into really anything besides like the kind of the task at hand, but there's like a lot of subtext in the meeting in the book about like everything. So, so let's kind of go over what they do in the sh- uh, in the show, and then I'll see. I'll kind of fill in what they didn't go through like in the book so in the small council you have uh grand Ma- maester Pycelle, who represents the uh the citadel and the maesters you have uh varus who is the master of whispers which is like the spy master you have little finger who is the master of coin the treasurer you have uh you have renly who you don't no one uh, i don't it's not specified what he does on the little council or the, the small council. Uh, he's actually the uh, the master of law in the book. So that, that that's actually his job in the small council is kind of the, I guess that would be the... Um, attorney general. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I guess he'd kind of be the attorney general. Mm. Um, and I think think that's it yeah and now Ned as the hand of king who is basically vice president so really the only thing that they discuss is this tournament that uh, that King Robert once planned uh, in honor of Ned taking out the position as king's hand and so they're kind of discussing how much it'll cost and you know who they can borrow from and uh, Ned is like 
first of all, not not a big fan of this idea anyway. Like he says, you know, we don't need to have a tournament. It's an extravagance. And uh, like while they're talking, they talk about how the kingdom is six million gold dragons, which is like the currency there in debt. Uh, in between the Iron Bank of Bravos and the Lannisters, and then it kind of just becomes, well, how, how did this happen? You know, when Robert took over as king, there was a huge, um, you know, surplus of cash. You know, they, they weren't in debt, so what happened? You know, the GDP went up, but, uh, you know, the GDP went up, the taxes went up, but yet the, uh, you know, we're in debt by yeah. six million gold pieces. So what the fuck? So, Littlefinger basically explains it away as the king just keeps spending money on extravagances. Yeah, you know, he gets to spend. It's good to be the king. Mm-hmm. So, Ned's kind of just flabbergasted about the whole situation. It's like, okay, I'm going to talk to Robert, then we'll, you know, reconvene. And so, now, in the book there's some there's a there's a council member that is actually well so there's an extra person in the council in the book and there's another person who's supposed to be in the council who's not there so uh, in the book the commander of the king's guard is always on the small council uh they, they, which is Barrison Selmy hmm. so he's 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 there in the book uh, but he's not there in the show. That's a loss. Yeah. And another person who's uh, suspiciously, well, conspicuously gone is Stannis, who's actually also on the small council, and he is the master of ships. So the uh, really? grand anim- a- admiral. Yeah. So. So wow. and they so so Ned asked where he is, and he just said that he went back to Dragonstone. Now, you later learn why he went to Dragonstone is basically he ran off because he, he got wind that Joffrey, you know Joffrey and his uh, brother and sister are not actually Rob's kids. They're actually born of incest from Cersei and Jaime. So this information was actually kind of known a bit beforehand. So, um, hmm. so it's kind of revealed that John Aaron uh, kind of let uh, Stannis in on the information that he had that you know that Joffrey might not be you know Robert's kid. It's not the worst production decision. I think they did okay with that. You don't even notice. I mean, I, I mean, you, you don't even know that Stannis exists, which I guess is kind of the only fault there. Until, uh, I mean, you, you kind of hear bits and pieces about Stannis, but unless you're paying attention to these names and you watch this, the, the episodes about eight times, you're not going to pick up that Stannis even exists as the... I don't even know where he is. Well, you know, he's, I know he's the next in succession, so I guess it goes Rob, Stannis, and then Renly, right? In terms of age? As far as the pure Baratheons go, yeah. I mean, the way Well, Stannis it's isn't older than, than Robert. No, Stannis is the middle brother. Okay. Because in the show, it seems like uh, Stannis is actually the oldest. The eldest. It kind of seems like it is, but... He, I mean, okay. he's definitely... In the book and in the show, he's you know definitely the most serious one out of all of them and kind of seems like he would be the oldest but he's the middle child so they're jabbering at the uh, small council here Ned finds out everybody's uh, crown doesn't have any money in fact it's going in quite the opposite direction (laughs) sound familiar modern times Mm -hmm. wonder where that was pulled wonder where wonder where he got the inspiration for that I do wonder because the the book that it's based off of was made in the nineties. Well, they finished. They fit. Uh, when did he finish that book? Late nineties, ninety nine, two thousand. Came through. No, like uh, I think it was like earlier mid nineties. The first book came out. 
Oh shit. Okay. Well, that makes so sense. We'd be in a pretty big surplus. Yeah. Well, no, the surplus didn't happen until I don't know. I guess right around that time. Yeah. I I think Clinton's second. Clinton's second term. In the mid nineties. Yeah. The last time we ever had a surplus. Those were the days, I guess. <laughs> kind of. Kind in of, the, in of. that one specific kind of way, yeah. Yeah, back when the worst thing that the president could do was lie about getting a blowjob. <laughs> Impeachable. Anyway. Anyway, so one more thing about the small council meeting. So in the book, afterwards, uh, Renly kind of goes comes up to Ned and like shows him this locket uh, one picture of himself and one picture of Marjorie and uh, you know he at, at this point uh, Marjorie it's kind of like set up that him and Marjorie are going to be a, a thing and he asks Ned if it reminds him of Robert and uh, and Ned's sister uh, Liana who Robert's supposed to marry and Ned was like eh, not really she doesn't really look like her, and uh, and for some reason Renly's kind of crestfallen about it, but then you know he just kind of walks off. What? <laughs> so, what is Renly here's the so here's the theory about that is that Renly wasn't intending to marry Marjorie; he was actually intending for Marjorie to marry Robert and to set Cersei and her kids aside. Oh. Because, like, I think, I don't know, this is kind of a while back since I read the first book, but um, I think the both the Baratheon brothers were at least somewhat suspicious about, you know, Joffrey's parentage. Or they just thought that the uh, Lannisters were a bunch of scumbags and they kind of wanted to distance themselves from them. Oh, yeah, everybody's always suspicious. Mm-hmm. About, uh... So, Who's the real dad? Yeah. So, so it's kind of the theory that he was trying to find someone that reminded Robert of uh, Liana that, you know, he would actually set aside Cersei for. Because uh, the other picture was of Renly, who looks a lot like a young Robert. So, so a little, again, that, that's kind of a, just a little thing in the book that just kind of is there you know I definitely get why they wouldn't, didn't put it in since it didn't it didn't go anywhere anyway like that yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> yeah a lot of loose ends so yeah <clears throat> so then we have a scene of Cersei and Joffrey basically talking about the state of things and uh, basically, if you're the ruler, the truth is whatever you say it is. Mm, so, yes, yes, the painted whores scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, some really great uh, parenting right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever you want, kid. <laughs> <laughs> There's never going to be any consequences so long as we're in power. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Good stuff. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you just give a sociopath just free reign? See what happens. Yikes. Uh, that's kind of one of the reasons he became a sociopath and also how... Uh, well, are you born a sociopath? Uh, at least, I don't know. At least aren't you born one? I don't think you become one. I think you can become one in like your formative years. I think if you're just, if you grow up in an environment where it's not okay to have feelings, you basically shut yourself out from them. Mm, okay. So, I don't know. You know, there's, I guess there's no way to really tell because you can't really do, you know, experiments that way, of, you know, intentionally fucking up kids to see if uh, it's not, just not nurture or if it's also nature mm-hmm. can't do it anymore 
No. Uh, the 70s. So, so Cersei makes yeah. uh, her little monster into a uh, big monster. Mm-hmm. And then we get to go to Brothel Town. Uh, not yet. So, before we get to Ow. there, yeah. <laughs> you have uh, lunch with the Stark uh, sisters. Yay. And, like, <laughs> that Arya's just, like, stabbing the table with a knife. And Sansa asks, it's like, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Practicing for Joffrey. <laughs> and she's like, it's like, Sansa, that's not, and uh, Arya, that's not nice. It's like, who gives a shit? He's a lying piece of shit. <laughs> that's right. And she runs off, and then, uh, and then Ned talks to he's talking with Arya about it and how um, why Sansa did what she did in terms of like not you know telling the truth about the dire wolves and the fighting with Micah yeah these are some of the best scenes yeah it, yeah it's really good stuff by both Sean Bean and Maisie uh, Williams and, uh, and yeah it's a pretty good scene where Ned has says that Sansa has to take his side even though he's wrong and whatever and then Arya kind of shoots back she's like how can you let someone marry Sansa who's such a total piece of shit and like Ned has like no answer for it <laughs> so, <laughs> so moving it along <laughs> let's just gloss over that shit real quick Hey, is that a sword? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you can keep that. <laughs> I know how to fix this situation. You can have a toy. A very dangerous toy. <laughs> I'll find someone to teach you to use that toy so you don't even have to worry about Sansa marrying some dirtbag. Tell you what, if that dirtbag ever turns on you, stab him with your fucking sword. All right, later. Yep. <laughs> Nailing this bad thing, <laughs> nailing it. Yeah, crushing it. Mm-hmm. All right, can we go to Horse Landing now? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so yeah, the next scene is Cat going is coming into the capital, and she's like, "Ooh, no one knows who I am." And then immediately, it's like, "Lady Stark, <laughs> could you come with us?" <laughs> Damn. Northerners think they're so slick with their veils. Mm-hmm. They're very shiny <laughs> veils and stank leather. And then everybody instantaneously knows who they are the second they come in the gate. It's like, yeah, we knew you were coming 10 miles away. We get some, we can smell you. We can smell you. Head this, the way, north. head this way to Whore Alley. Yeah, so the, the guard takes her to Whore Alley where she sees <clears throat> Littlefinger. And uh, she's all kind of pissy at him for a second for taking her into a whorehouse. And you get it's the like, big reveal. Yep. Varys just comes out. It's like, hello. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. Don't scare me like that. Sorry. I was just behind this veil waiting for my introduction. And uh, then, yeah, then Cat pulls out uh, the dagger that was used to try to kill Bran, mm-hmm. and this uh, would-be assassin. Yep. And uh, oh, so that, she asked Varys. Uh, I lost that. I don't know where that was. Yeah, so Varys says he, does, he, he doesn't know where it came from, and mm-hmm. then yeah, Littlefinger says, oh, that was mine, uh, and I lost it in a bets to Tyrion. So this plays out exactly the same way in the book, but you kind of find out in the book uh, that it's definitely that there's a clue in the in what Littlefinger says that leads you to believe that he's lying even before it's like explained that he's lying later on because he says he lost in the in a bet with Tyrion and he bet Littlefinger says that he bet on Jamie to win in the tournament and he bet you know his knife so that would mean Tyrion bet against his brother and won 
and uh, it's no 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 it was that, it was the lord of no, it no, was, no. Uh, it was loras oh you're talking about the book i'm talking no i'm talking about the book and th this is like a previous tournament this is how so this is how Littlefinger is explaining how he lost it. Oh, he lost in the so bed. They, change, they changed the bed up in the in the show. No, no, no. It's the same thing. So, well, I thought it was Loras Tyrell against the Mountain. No, that that that's the that's the tournament that's gonna happen later on. They're talking oh, about he he, right. he in, in both of the book and the show they talk about losing the dagger in a bet from a previous tournament. Okay, well, it's not we're, like they wouldn't have ever met in a different tournament. There's all sorts of tournaments. Aren't there? Sure. So Whatever. What, so Okay, this is what Littlefinger <laughs> said. In a previous tournament, I lost the dagger in a bet to Tyrion. Yeah. Where the final match was Jamie Lannister in the mountain. And Littlefinger said that he bet on Jamie, which would mean Tyrion bet on the mountain and won. Right? Okay. Now, in the book, Tyrion is like, kind of, you know, at some point Tyrion's thinking about his brother, and it's mentioned, and he mentions that he always bets on Jamie. He never bets against him. So, so if you go back to what Littlefinger says, you see that he's lying about how he. You know about that story about losing the dagger. I am completely misremembering that part of the episode. It's messed up. Well, in that case, I think we were talking about in one of the earlier episodes about who actually uh, uh, ordered the assassination of Bran with this dagger. Yeah, we, we <clears throat> yeah, I said it, it was most likely so Joffrey. Yeah, so they only talk about. Well, I mean, they kind of talk about it right here, don't they? Well, they, they talk they talk about the assassination attempt, and Littlefinger says how, like, who had the dagger last, and he says it was Tyrion. Right, so he's lying about but that because... He's, he's lying about that, and you find out in the book that he's lying about that because he said that Tyrion bet against Jaime, but Tyrion never bets against Jaime, you know, when Tyrion... Tyrion is like you know thinking to himself later on in the book yet in the show they're not saying that in the, in the, in the, in the show that's not mentioned how Tyrion always bets on Jamie. okay and there, that's, therein lies the, uh, the confusion as to who exactly ordered the fucking assassination of Bran yeah so so not until yeah, it's a good mystery you, you, then. <laughs> Even the show doesn't mystery. know. <laughs> yeah, so, but you get it. It's the guy yeah. who can't keep his accent straight. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. I guess kind of like an Irish accent, which I, that's what Dude, he he's is. He's all over the place. Yeah, he sounded pretty Irish in that scene. Got me. This, I think so. Throw so, a dart. You'll probably yeah. hit where he's from. You'd be across the street and you got a different accent, man. Alright, so then what happens next is uh, Titties. Little Fink. Yeah. <laughs> so, Titties. Uh, Littlefinger calls Ned <laughs> to the whorehouse where Cat is. More Titties. That's uh, <laughs> <got> so pissed. <laughs> and he gets man. super pissed You're at him. Man. He like just. He just fucking strangles the shit out of him so <laughs> against his own horn. And that would have that would have done a lot if he had just finished the job right then and there. It's like you know what? Let me just see what happens. Yeah. Um, well, you you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have the book <laughs> or yeah, series. Just, It'd be a pretty short let's book. Just, let's just close. And, this and then right everything here. was okay. And everything was fine. Whew. Yep. Well, we avoided that sticky situation. Let's mm -hmm. get ourselves into a different sticky situation. Hey, cat. <laughs> so, so yeah, so cat so anyway, pops that out. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Ned doesn't go on to rule the Seven Kingdoms and happily ever after. Yep. Oh, but oh, but oh, but his, his oh, but but his kid does eventually take over. 
<laughs> you know, Brian. Yep. Like, let's just fast yeah, forward six seasons, seven seasons, six and a half seasons. So, so yeah. So, um, so Ned sees Cat, and they just kind of go over the uh, the pl- the Lannister plot that Cat's convinced of of trying to take over the seven kingdoms. Uh, then you have a little nice little scene with Cersei and Jaime uh, discussing the war for Cersei's cunt. <laughs> they could write a song about us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Slap! Oh, God, Jaime. Uh, zero fucks given this entire series. Zero. Yep. So then after that, Cat uh, leaves back to Winterfell, uh, back with Sir Roderick, and then you have a you have this really cool uh, show only scene. It doesn't pop up in the books or anything, but in the first season especially, there's like a lot of these good uh, scenes that are just kind of good for like character building, and you know, just kind of seeing the character relationships. And so you have King Robert just like sitting around I don't know I guess in his office or whatever just getting pretty drunk he's like pretty shitty at this point oh yeah and he's so he's just hanging out and Barristan Selmy is there you know just standing by him just just basically just looking at him Mm -hmm. and Robert Robert's like it's like uh, who was the first guy you killed Barristan's like uh I, I, I killed this dude uh, in a, a war lot. by by uh, shoving this lance in this through this guy, guy's chest, mm-hmm. and then Robert just kind of goes off about how he killed his first guy, <clears throat> this uh, Tarly boy who uh, he was fighting one on one with, and just like crushed his chest in, yep, with his war hammer, and uh, and like is. Like this time around, watching this must be like the fifth time I've seen this episode at least. And Robert's just going on about how he's fighting this guy, and Barristan's just like giving him like this kind of weird look. He's just like just looking, just staring straight at him, like you know, as the scene's like panning, or like you know, cutting between him and Robert. He's not saying anything. He's just giving this weird look, and I don't know. I just kind of wonder, wonder what the stage direction for the guy who plays Barristan is for this because I can only imagine what's going in through his head because like Barristan was on the other side of this war so he's talking about basically a, a brother in arm getting crushed in by the guy who he's talking with and all, not only that the, um, the again th- this is like big world building stuff that doesn't show up in the show Barristan Selmy is originally from the Reach like the Tarleys so he's also talking about a, a countryman he's probably talking about someone who he, he's basically this the guy that Robert killed is probably the son of somebody he knows fairly well and he's just like talking about <laughs> just joking about how he shits himself after he killed him <laughs> It's like, all right. It's good to be dead. You can say whatever. Yeah. And uh, then, he, then he calls Jamie in, and then he asks Jamie, you know, who's the first guy you killed? And it's, uh, you know, this guy uh, from this uh, this big ba- bandit gang that uh, was kind of terrorizing the kingdom for a while. And uh, then, then he asks them what the Mad King said. You know, any last words he had when Jamie killed, you know, the Mad King. Mm-hmm. And Jamie just basically said, he was just saying the same thing he's been saying for hours. Burn them all. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like freak, freaks uh, Robert out a bit. Like, he just, like, has, like, this big stare on his face. <laughs> Probably wondering, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and basically Robert just goes off about how smug the Lannisters are. 
mm. and how they always have this like uh what was it like this um satisfied look on their face all the time which jamie does like perfectly like all the time like in the first like two and a half seasons he's like he always feels he always got this looks like it's like you know you know he the the son of the richest man in the seven kingdoms he's like man i got this life thing figured out got gold set of armor banging my sister One of the best knights in the kingdom. Nobody can touch me. Rich as fuck, man. Babes, fucks. He's got it Fucks, I got it all. About to go parasailing with movie stars. Ugh. Blackjack, hookers, on the new casino on the moon. He's got it all, man. Yep. Nothing to it. Yep. That's his whole thing. That's his whole thematic. That's his whole arc. I'm here to drink beer and bang my sister. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> that doesn't gets look in a like way of stopping those two things. And I'm all Dead. out of beer, and I'm all out of beer. <laughs> so if you take that way that one last thing. Oh no! Yeah, it's, you're you're. If you're a little kid trying to get in the way of that, you're getting pushed out of a window, man. <laughs> if you're a king trying to burn down a city, you're getting stabbed in the ass. And so the last scene at King's Landing is Arya kind of, I don't know, I guess stumbling onto her new water dancing instructor, which is basically the, it's basically fencing. So that kind of starts up. She starts learning how to sword fight. And uh, and Ned's just kind of looking at the her practice, and then he has like some kind of PTSD episode where he hears like this like that this battle going on in his head. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love the I love the overlap. That was fantastic. Yeah. So that's the King's Landing story. Some good stuff in there. Uh, a lot of character building. And yeah, that's um, what made the first season so fantastic. Yeah, they were not a huge amount. Of, yeah, yeah, not a huge amount of plot going on it, but I guess they're they're still like introducing all these new characters. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's why most people were. It's amazing this show actually took off as well as it did, because there's still. I mean, I tried getting Kurt in on the episode here. Kurt is our uh, technical attaché. Uh, of whom we take zero advice clearly (laughs) and uh, yeah he is thoroughly unconvinced that this is a good show Uh, I mean do you see just the amount of tits that are in it because that's pretty much how they sold the show (laughs) hey I don't know what to tell you Kurt's not a tit guy hmm I guess I don't know who that is, but weirdo. I don't know. Some people are ass men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can talk. Just... We, we, we can have a whole show about Kurt's kinks later. All right. So, all right. So, moving on to uh, the Winterfell story, which is really the shortest one by far. I think there's only like you know what there's only like one scene of it yeah there's only one scene where you have a uh, Bran and and uh, Nan is kind of his caretaker uh, it's just talking about whatever like uh, the stories that he likes and uh, Bran likes the scary stories but mm-hmm. Nan's just starts freaking him out with the stories about like the long night and the white walkers and oh, yeah. uh, you know a lot of foreshadowing she segues so perfectly too it's fantastic yeah it's like what do you know all you know is the summer the time for fear is the winter where mm-hmm. babies are born and die in dark mothers mm-hmm. mother their babies yeah 
Their tears freeze on their face. Yes. <laughs> spiders. That then that's when uh, Rob comes in. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Telling him what he wanted to hear. <laughs> All right, get out. <laughs> and then we get an interesting little tidbit of the origin of the world from oh, yeah. Via Nan, who is like. In real life, she's like 84 years old and died like she she was dead like two months after this was shot. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Uh, but in the show, isn't she supposed to be like she's insanely old? She's like 150 years old because she spans she's so like, many different kings. And yeah, she's considered one of the oldest people like in the story. Right, and then Rob drops this, uh, this little dime. Yeah. <laughs> Something about how, oh, she once told me that we're all... The sky is blue because we live in the eye of a giant named... Hang on, I gotta look up the name. I think it's Matumbo. Uh, no, you're thinking of Dikembe. It's not Dikembe Matumbo. <laughs> it's <laughs> close. <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking it up now. Macumba. There we go. Close. That's pretty close, yeah. Tumbo. And Brian's like, maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, I so, wouldn't have, why wouldn't a 12-year-old think that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sounds plausible to me. Why not? I can't fucking walk, dude. And then so, yeah, that, then, they, then their conversation gets a lot more morbid. Where uh, Bran basically says that he'd rather be dead than be crippled, uh-huh. and that's pretty much it for <laughs> Winifred this episode. Yeah, super, very important scene. Yeah, I think this was more about just a just a White Walker drop. We just yeah, to, we had to get one one at least one mention of the White Walkers in the episode in any episode has to happen. You know, to lead up to the grand finale of, ooh, we actually get to see one. <laughs> yep. All right. So Turns out the ending, ending with zombies. Oh, of course. <laughs> zombies were pretty big back then. That was a pretty hot subject matter. Mm-hmm. All right, so we leave Winterfell. We leave Winterfell, and then... Uh, then we go to the namesake of the episode at the wall where Lord Snow, otherwise known as John, is in the practice yard uh, kind of sparring with his uh, fellow initiates. And um, and here you meet this, uh, basically their trainer uh, by the name of uh, Alistair Thorne, who's a real asshole. Uh, but you don't really you don't, you don't get a huge sense of that right now like all you get is that he's kind of a hard ass yeah you don't really understand why here's why again I mean, the, 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 they, the, so the show takes a whole bunch of character interactions from the book but they don't explain them with anything like so so who's like give me so you've seen the entire series give me yeah. Alistair Thorne's backstory uh, he fought on the side of the Targaryens they lost and now he's at the wall because it was either was it? die in the war or die as be executed as a prisoner of war or something or go to the wall because you lost now go there and live as a giant loser I think I told you that. I don't think that was in the show. No. Yeah, you probably told me that. <laughs> yeah. So, it's all mixing together now. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's solely he's actually, on the show so far. You have no fucking clue who the guy is. Yeah. Uh, or at all. You, you don't get any backstory on him. But yeah, that's true in the book. He was on the losing side of Robert's Rebellion. And now he has to deal with Ned Stark's bastard son, who was one of the architects of the rebellion, 
that caused him to be on this fucking frigid ass wall. That's true. If you don't know that while you're watching this, he just seems like a complete asshole. And he is, but for no fucking reason. There's no reason at all other than I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to single John out except for, you know, John is the son of the man who totally fucked up his shit. <laughs> he yeah, lost yeah. all his land, his inheritance, his legacy, and now he's just sitting his ass on a giant block of fucking ice because of this dickhead's dad. <laughs> yeah, it just plays like so, a uh, it plays like an 80s movie. It's like, why are you pissed? <laughs> what is your problem? The bad guy. He just did. Like, just pick any bad guy from any 80s movie. It's like, what the fuck is your deal? Also, in the the book, he's actually not so much of a bad guy. Like he he like fucking hates the shit out of John, but he actually wasn't part of the treason mm-hmm. later on in the series. Wow. That's yeah. A, well, that's a huge departure. Yeah, he wasn't even he, he wasn't even like he's there like a ringleader of it when it happened. Yeah, he was like the guy. They completely changed his character then. Bummer. I mean, like that's pretty much like everything else is. The, basically the same but yeah like um, here I am feeling remiss for some fake character <laughs> yeah not really but he even though he's kind of an asshole in the book as well uh, he's always followed orders he's never done anything treasonous or anything so yeah he's not as bad of a character in the book so so yeah and uh, John kind of just kicks the shit out of everybody because no one else knows how to fight. And you know. well, Tyrion sets him straight on that one. He finally realizes. Yeah, that's the next scene. So the next scene is John in like the armory with all the other recruits, and uh, they're like, "What the fuck, man? You busted up my goddamn nose for no goddamn reason." And John's just like a total dick to him. It's like, it looks better that way. And, so, right. and then they go straight to trying to murder him. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, well, you know what? I've got nothing else to do. Might as well murder yep. your ass. So, and then Tyrion comes and basically saves John because pulling the My Sister's the Queen card. Ah, uh, yes. Pretty powerful card. Yep. So so they let John go, and then while they're in the room, which is slightly weird, Tyrion just kind of goes over all their backstories and how uh, two of them, anyway, um, are actually, you know, solid guys. Like, one of them is there because he stole a block of cheese for his starving sister. Uh, another one was abandoned by his dad, like, when he was three years old or something. Uh, the last dude is... Is some asshole, but no, <laughs> so he, he doesn't no, he, go he go into his, his. Yeah, he earned it. Yeah, no, yeah, that guy was a piece of shit, but uh, yeah, and so then John's like, oh, I guess I'm the asshole here. He's like, yes, yes, you are, John, being a total fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go party. I gotta go. With, uh, Patriot over there, Mr. Bear's balls. Yeah. Well, then John's like, "All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna go say hi to my uncle, who's the first ranger." <laughs> is this the last Never we dick. see? Of, this is probably the last we see of Benjamin for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, so Benjamin tells John, like on on the wall. So this is the first time John sees what's on the other side of the wall, and it's. Um, a lot of snow. <laughs> snow, forest, and uh, cave people. Yeah, and fo- Yep. Just kidding. You don't so, see cave people. Everybody hates them. <laughs> yeah, it's, the caves are much further out north. So yes, so basically, Ben and Benjamin and John have a conversation. Uh, Benjamin says he's leaving the wall to go ranging, and. Uh, John does his pouty bitch uh, speech one more time. <laughs> it's like, I'm better than all of them. 
You're better than no one, Josh. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's a little kid. You know, he's got to set him straight. Yeah. But uh, that was the last time you needed to, because then you'd get set straight forever for the rest of the series. As uh, then kind of get into that, the kind of last part of this uh, story segment. But uh, the next scene is uh, Tyrion just hanging out with uh, Yorin, who's like the recruiter for the Night's Watch. And uh-huh. you, you, see, you see why he's the recruiter. Like he's the most chill guy in the Night's Watch. The recruiter, he's like he's like the collector. I mean, he's both. Like mo- most of what he does is collecting, but you know, he's also got to kind of charm the people. I I don't know. I, I I don't know how 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 hard he has to try to get prisoners. It's like, oh, you want to pay for their food? Okay. <laughs> I guess it's not that hard. But um, no, it isn't because it's like uh, here. Hang on, he he goes through it a little bit. You know, it's just. Like basically, everybody is self-selected. You know, you've got poor people just looking for food. you got high-born people looking for glory. And then the rest are, are criminals. So, mm-hmm. Which but, seem like they're becoming the majority, which is like just criminals. Right. And none of them are now, particularly funny. No. But that might be because of the uh, the locale. It's not really kind of a grim place. But that's, I don't know. that just uh, it's a little, little aside there about their... Uh, <laughs> that's what Tyrion says about most of them. Yeah, that uh, only Yorin is funny. And that, that's when Benjamin comes in and right, right. kind of just pisses all over the party. It's like, oh, is that that what we are to you, dwarf? A whole army of jesters. And then Tyrion's like, well, you're not big enough to be an army, and you're not really that funny, except for Yorin over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so they start talking about the Night's Watch. Uh, Tyrion thinks, you know, basically the Night's Watch is a big waste of time uh, to, you know, volunteer for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... You know, oh, you know, the wildlings over there. Who gives a shit? You know, besides like the, the lords, like in the most northern part of the kingdom. Yeah, that's one of they the best to, lines. They have to... Leading up to that. Yeah. Anything, anything a man says before the word "but" doesn't really count. It's like, but nothing you do matters, but... and. The only difference between us and them is that we were on the right side of it when the wall went up. Benjamin's like, yep. Yeah, that's about right. Sucks to be them. And then he gives like this kind of cryptic lines like, you've never been north of the wall, so don't tell me what's out there. Uh, Even though he hasn't seen anything besides wildlings out there up until this point. But it's kind of hinted that he's, he's heard about the White Walkers from, you know, all the the wildlings that have been coming uh, south uh, in kind of greater numbers than usual. Mm-hmm. And that's about it for that scene. Uh, and then, then you just kind of have a, another scene with John who's helping out the other initiates, kind of teaching them how to fight, which I don't know why Alistair Thorne wasn't doing that. It's like, all right, hit each other with sticks for half an hour and then fuck off. You're all worthless. Oh yeah. Thanks for the con- thanks for the constructive criticism there. Teach. <laughs> yeah, when it gets cold. Is this what you want at your back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right, so that's the uh, the Castle Black story. And then the last part is uh, in the Dothraki Sea with Danny and all of them. So you kind of find them. Just again, just kind of riding through the Dothraki Sea, uh, where the grass is really, really long where they are right now. Yes, the grass that will eat the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the ghost grass, but well, it's very I, tall. I assumed it was. <clears throat> Maybe it is. Um, and then they kind of her and Jorah sort of talking about 
uh, how how basically the Dothraki do business uh, and how they deal in slaves uh, and how they definitely don't buy slaves. They just kind of take them themselves or they get slaves for not burning down people's cities. Uh, but then sometimes Dothraki's like, you know what? We're going to do it anyway. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. You know, if the slaves aren't right quality or if uh, training for training purposes yep <laughs> or they're bored uh, yeah boredom yeah, that'll cause it too you're boring so we'll kill you all because you're boring <laughs> yes the best line in all of Skyrim oh god what a waste of fucking time <laughs> my left eye started uh, twitching because you brought it up you're giving me PTSD like Ed <laughs> <laughs> So, sometimes, so then, sometimes I'll just be in a conversation, and some ser- and some Skyrim shit will come into my head. That's how much Skyrim. <laughs> I it's really fucked up. It's like, oh wait, this reminds me of, oh wait, that wasn't a real thing, and you're the only one who experienced that. Matt, <laughs> like, oh great, I'm turning into one of those assholes. Can't fucking tell the difference between reality and Skyrim. <laughs> running around hunting boars yeah it's like oh this reminds me of that time when I was a werewolf oh yeah that's right (laughs) anyway we're back yeah we're still in the the sea of grass and uh so she this is a weird scene this always confused me of why Viserys got so pissed off so he got pissed off because she told the horde to stop moving and he was part of the horde, so oh she technically commanded God. him. Yeah, that's yeah. where I just I didn't I it took me a long time to make that connection. Even though it was right after the other. Yeah, there were two things that were kinda of weird. That that was the one thing and why she stopped the entire Kalasar. Mm-hmm. I d I don't know, I guess she just ha- she wanted to stop to wrap her head around the whole slavery thing. I don't know. Yeah, really. I don't know. She just wanted to walk into that clearing. There was no particular reason for stopping, other than I feel like stopping. Yeah. Yeah. So then he freaks out, points a sword at her, and then uh, I don't know, Drago, somebody else, not Drogo. Yeah. The other, What's his the, face? One of the Blood Riders. Yeah, the the Blood Rider whose face you always see. We should probably learn his name. Yeah. They show him often enough. Uh, yeah, whatever. That that guy. So he, he shows up. He puts Viserys in his place. Yeah, then, somehow uh, wraps a whip around his neck. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But this is a it's a pivotal scene. This is the scene where you get to finally see that uh, nobody's really. Pa- I mean, nobody has really paid any attention to Viserys at all, other than Danny. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, you f- it finally gets hammered home. Nobody gives a shit about what Viserys says. Yeah, and that r- really gets hit home by Viserys telling Jorah to kill uh, What's-His-Face. And Jorah's just like, mm, doesn't even like acknowledge that he said anything. Shall we return he just to like, Kalisar, yeah, so basically he just yeah, asked Danny if she wants to <laughs> go back to the Kalisar. And then they just leave. So you kind of just see Jorah just pick sides, basically. He's like, yep, I'm on team Danny. Yep, I'm on team actually married to the mass murderer here. Yep. I guess then the series is like, oh, I have no power at all. Oh, fantastic. And then he gets his horse taken away. <laughs> yeah, then they take his horse away. <laughs> and has to walk he's, for an unknown amount of miles. Question mark. And then he's like to- totally shocked about that. It's like, oh! It's like his mouth He's quite shocked open. about a lot of things. Yeah. Right up until the end. <laughs> also uh, shocking. <laughs> yes, quite shocking. Crowd for a king. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's probably like next episode, but 
I think it's actually like three episodes away. Really? I think so. It takes a while for them to get pissed off enough at him. Because the, uh... What's happening? They only just reveal in this episode that she's pregnant. Because uh, yeah. one, of, one of her handmaids just, you know, feels her up. It's like, whoa, hey, look at these jugs. Getting bigger. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> Baby <Damn>. time. <laughs> There's something in you. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's basically, these are the last couple of scenes. Uh, Danny's learning Dothraki from her handmaiden. And then, yeah, her handmaid is just like, it's like, hmm. Let me give me give these a squeeze. Yep, oh, you're pregnant. Hello. Danny's like, <laughs> like what when she like starts feeling her up. It's like, <laughs> can I help you with something? Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, hello. <laughs> I'm here. Eyes up. Eyes up here. It's like you have baby inside. <laughs> it's like what? It's like what? You can't figure that out that quick. <laughs> so. Uh, and then the the last scene is basically uh, Jorah with bless his face, uh, the whipping wonder. Uh, they're kind of going over battle tactics on you know the advantages of having armor and the broadsword, uh-huh. and uh, he, the Dothraki guy doesn't quite get it. He's like, well, speed beats size uh, most of the time. And it doesn't really get it's like yeah but th- if the big guy also has a whole shit ton of armor that you can't pierce through except at like very few spots like at his neck or you know whatever uh-huh. you're kind of yep. fucked yep so um so yeah so they're, they're talking about that and then they're talking about their their fathers and Jorah kind of goes on that his dad uh you know still a warrior and uh you know that he betrayed his trust and before he kind of goes further into that uh Danny's handmaiden comes in uh well asks her something new for Danny to eat and tells him that Danny's pregnant and uh you got a pretty interesting re- reaction from Jorah it's like oh 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 mm-hmm. yep. a lot going through his head the and then he just said, "It's like, well, I'm going to Core Hall later, guys." <laughs> it's like, I gotta, I gotta go. Like, no reason other than uh, you just told me to go kill a fucking dog <laughs> and feed it to the queen. <laughs> <laughs> they ch- they changed it to goat. They did eventually, yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was weird that they didn't raise any suspicions. Well, for some completely unrelated reason, I'm going to some city out wherever. Yep. Like, oh, all right. Let's pick me up some eggs. Then you get a very fantastically cozy, sexy scene with uh, Daenerys and Drogo. Very classic. Yeah. Very well framed. Lots mm-hmm. of side boat. Right. Oh, yeah. And... Um, yeah, then Danny says that she thinks it's a boy. Oh, yeah, of course. And, yeah, and Drogo says, how do you know? I just know. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's the thing that will make you happy right now. Yeah. Ah, oh, you're so fucking sweet. Turn around. <laughs> yeah, oh, I told you we stopped, the, we stopped doing the, that. Yeah, those are the cutscenes. Like, what do you mean we stopped? I thought it was just that one time. <laughs> nope. I thought that being married would be such a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about uh, Tyrion pissing off the edge of the wall. Yeah, but... <laughs> that's it. That, yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing of that interaction with him and John. It's like, well, it pissed off the wall. Now let me shake your hand, John, and I'll see you. Uh, yeah, right. So I'm just <laughs> wipe this off real quick. <laughs> and that's it yeah yeah no doubt that, Got some that's episode words. 3 <laughs> yeah right pissed off the edge of the wall if you're, if you're gonna take a piss off the edge of the wall make sure you got somebody else's hand to uh, shake immediately afterwards <laughs> yep that's the uh, 
the main main takeaway from this episode. A lot of character mm-hmm. building. I think we all learned a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot about ourselves. A lot uh-huh. about each other. That's really the most important part. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, stop listening to this podcast and go. Uh, you know, make some bastards. <laughs> or legitimate children, if uh, if you have the means. Nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing gets people in the mood like listening to podcasts. Like, hey, you want to listen to Hope Something Sticks and <laughs> Hope Something Sticks. Hope something. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Hey, hey, where get you it? Live, you <laughs> live here. Where are you going? Nudge, 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 poke, poke. Hey, get it? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm starting to get the memo. Stop insulting the listeners. Fine. Nah, keep doing it if you want. Uh, if you want, yeah, that's. Classic qualification. Yeah, you, can do whatever, you can do whatever you want if you want. Okay. All right. I, uh, think, I think that's just about it. Episode. Yes, I think this is good. Yep. Kirk has been very kind and patient. <laughs> He's just been sitting in my kitchen for the last hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's still out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my fucking lunch is getting cold. I'm just kidding. I ate ate before I did this. I hope so. Alright, so uh, you guys can email us in at hopesomethingsticks at gmail.com. Any feedback, any questions? Um, You know, how do you like the the new theme song we've been uh, going with for the past few episodes? Any feedback at all is totally fine. You know. Yep. Hey, hey, Matt, why are you calling me a meat bag? I'm clearly more than just a bag of meat. I disagree. That's fine. It's blood, too. Yeah, sure. There's all sorts of fun stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Neurons firing. We're all just animals floating on a rock in space. In a giant's eye. In, a, in Macumba's eye, yes. What happens if he cleans his eye? Let's not figure. Let's not hypothesize yeah. on that. End of the world. We get flicked out of the eye. Alright, well, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.